Good afternoon, this is Pamela, and you are listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We are going to continue in our book reading, Billy Graham and His Friends. We are in Chapter 4, and this will be Part 2. NCC's Reading List Further, a 1957 reading list published by NCC recommended works by Herbert Apotheker, leading Theocratian for the Communist Party, USA, W.E.B. Du Bois, a Mason, his wife Shirley G. Du Bois, and Victor Perlow, all well-known communists, Gordon Alport, E. Franklin Fraser, and Ruth Benedict, who are communist fronters and pro-Marxist Gunnar Madral. Let, let's look at some of these authors for a few moments. Abba Thieker was, in 1960, director of the Faculty of Social Science, the major open Communist Party school in the U.S. He also has edited Political Affairs, the Communist Party's official monthly theoretical organ, having been appointed to this position by the National Committee of the Communist Party in July 1957. <clears throat> he has been associated editor of Mainstream, a Communist Party cultural monthly, testifying in 1952 as a defense witness for top Communist Party leaders. He stated that he had joined the Communist Party in 1939. He, in later proceedings, he stated that the Soviet Union and Red China were on the side of peace, but that he believed the government of the U.S. was the center of war danger in the world. During the 1960s, Abathaker was often invited to college campuses to present to represent the views of the Communist Party. From December 1965 to January 1966, at the invitation of North Vietnam, he took Tom Hayden and Stoughton Lynn to North Vietnam. Upon their return from this trip, the group spoke frequently at protests against the war and in numerous forums. He founded the American Institute for Marxist Studies in New York and edited its newsletter and series of publications for many years. Abba Thicker had three books that were published in the Communist Publishing House called International Publishers. His name was added as a signer to a letter which said, We see these struggles as inseparable from the path to a socialist USA. Du Bois was served, has served on the faculty of the Communist Party's Jefferson School of Social Scientists. He has been a contributing editor to numerous Communist Party magazines. He has been actively associated with 75 Communist fronts and causes. He is denied admission he was denied admission to Canada in nineteen fifty two and also was refused a passport by the u s government until the time of the Kent Burrell decision by the Supreme Court in a speech in Red China. Du Bois heaped praise on Red China and the Soviet Union. He urged the people of Africa to arise and to turn to the USSR following the example of China. He also attacked churches and the clergymen and defamed the United States, which he branded as an enemy of Africa. Du Bois wrote in a public letter to Gus Hall, chairman of the Communist Party USA, on October 1, 1961, quote, In the end, communism will triumph. I want to help bring that day, unquote. I'm sorry, my throat is acting funny.
Shirley Graham Du Bois. Du Bois' wife, Shirley Graham Du Bois, has six books on the recommended reading list of the National Council of Churches. Quote, she has been a contributor editor to Masses and Mainstream, a communist magazine. She was also with the paper Freedom Ways, which was established with the Communist Party's assistance. In 1950, she served as a marshal in the Communist Party's May Day Parade. She has an extensive record of affiliation with communist fronts and causes and has been identified by Louis Boudin's as a member of the Communist Party. Victor Perlow's book, The Negro in Southern Agriculture, is on the NCC reading list. This was published in 1953 by an international publishers, which is the major publishing firm for the Communist Party. According to a 1945 document of a U.S. intelligence agency, Perlow had served as the head of the second most important espionage group in the U.S. government. He has also been described by the Senate Internal Security Subcommittee as an open propagandist for the Soviet world conspiracy. His book, American Imperialism, contains vicious smears of the U.S. and was highly praised by the communist press. One of E. Franklin Fraser's book, The Negro in the United States, quote, so promoted the Marxist cause that it was advertised in the communist workers' bookshop. Catalogs for 1949 and 1950, after also receiving favorable reviews in the communist publications, Daily Worker and People's World. This book, as well as others by Fraser, appears on the recommended reading list of the National Council of Churches and the National Education Association's book list for American Negro history. He, was, he has headed departments at communist schools, contributed to communist magazines, lectured on their behalf, and has been associated with several dozen communist fronts and causes. Ruth Benedict was dismissed from Columbia University in 1953 after she accused the U.S. government of waging germ warfare in Korea. She took the Fifth Amendment on the subject of her membership in the Communist Party. She had also been associated with over 35 communist fronts. Gunnar Meidral's book, An American Dilemma, which is on the NCC's reading list, defames the founding fathers of our country and attempts to discredit the U.S. Constitution. Meidral, now deceased, had also been a Rockefeller Fellow, a Spellman Fund Fellow, and among the first endorsers of planetary citizens. Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes is a black poet who has nine books on NCC's list. Some of his poetry was printed in the leftist magazine, Anvil. Quote, he spent a year, 1932 to 1933, in the Soviet Union, to which he had gone to help make a film, soon abandoned, about American race relations. Warmly received, he wrote several radical poems, including Good Morning, Revolution, and Goodbye, Christ, as well as a short book, A Negro Looks at Soviet Central Asia, 1934. In the praise of the Soviet treatment of its darker people, in 1934, he wrote one more, 
S in the USA to make it Soviet for a National Communist Party convention. The same year, he was elected president of the Communist-backed League of Struggle for Negro Rights. His poem, Good Morning Stalingrad, showed deep admiration of the Soviet people, and now and then he defended the American left in his column in the Chicago Defender. Hughes' poem, Goodbye Christ, is on the National Council of Churches reading list. This poem goes like this, quote, Listen, Christ, you did all right in your day, I reckon, but that day's gone now. They ghosted you up, a swell story too, called it the Bible, but it's dead now. The popes and the preachers, they've made too much money from it. They've sold you too to too many kings, generals, robbers, and killers, even to the Tsar and the Cossacks, even to Rockefeller's Church, even to the Saturday Evening Post. You ain't no good no more. They've pawned you till you've done wore out. Goodbye, Christ Jesus, Lord God Jehovah. Beat it on away from here now. Make way for a new guy with no religion at all. A real guy named Marx, communist Lenin. Peasant, Stalin, worker, me. I said me. Go ahead on now. You're getting in the way of things, Lord. And please take St. Gandhi with you when you go, and St. Pope Pius and St. Amy McPherson, and big black St. Becton of the consecrated dime. And step on the gas, Christ, move. Don't be so slow about moving. The world is mine from now on, and nobody's going to sell me to a king or a general or a millionaire. Goodbye, Christ. Good morning, revolution. What a wicked man. What a wicked, wicked man. In 1961, the North American Ecumenical Youth Assembly put out a play entitled, For Heaven's Sake. It was sponsored by the National Council of Churches. This blasphemous play in reference to Christ said that he was a flop at 33. Many of the National Council of Churches leaders are also against capitalism. A number of NCC executives feel a just society is impossible under capitalism. In 1975, an ecumenical consultation on domestic hunger sponsored by the NCC passed a statement that said there was a basic contradiction between capitalism and biblical justice, mercy, stewardship, service, community, and self-giving love. Warren Day, the NCC's Director of News and Information, points out that such statements do not reflect the official view of the NCC. Nonetheless, the statements passed by such conferences are revealing of attitudes prevalent among the NCC staff members that organize them. Similar antagonistic views toward the American economic system are evident in the publications of the NCC's Friendship Press and in NCC's sponsored films. The NCC supports terrorists. As mentioned, the NCC made headlines by coming to the defense of radicals such as the communist anarchist Angela Davis, supporting the, tre the treasonous Panama Canal giveaway, opposing the Vietnam War, and promoting the inclusive language for both human beings and God.
In just two years, the NCC sent hundreds of thousands of dollars to groups supporting the Palestinian Liberation Organization, PLO, the governments of Cuba and Vietnam, the pro-Soviet totalitarian movements of Latin America, Asia, and Africa, and several violence-prone fringe groups in the United States. In 1982, the NCC had funneled $5.5 million to communist terrorists in Zimbabwe, Namiana, Mozambique, and Angola. In, eight, in 1983, it was discovered that the NCC was channeling money to the communist guerrillas in El Salvador and promoting the Sandinistas in Nicaragua, as well as the communist Free Limo. Frilimo government in Mozambique. They also endorsed Daniel Ortega, a Marxist communist and a former Sandinista dictator who was deeply involved in Satanism and witchcraft. Indeed, Ortega's wife in 1989 sponsored and participated in a worldwide witches convocation held in Nicaragua's capital of Managu. Needless to say, the Riverside Church also welcomed Ortega to its pulpit. When shown pictures of starving children, many people's sympathy is aroused and they are ready to give money to help such children. Sadly, many groups take advantage of such situations and use the children to solicit funds for causes they do not help these children. That do not help these children. The National Council of Churches is one such group. The Domestic Hunger Network, coordinated by the NCC, has much more to do with changing society than with feeding the hungry. It consists of 105 projects and in 1980 received over $650,000 raised from churchgoers responding to hunger appeals by their churches, which typically show a photograph of needy children. As Mary Ellen Lloyd, director of the project, points out, this isn't just funding a bag of groceries. Some of the money from Hunger Appeals, how much she could not say, does go for emergency help, but a significant portion of its funding political activist. S-I-E-C-U-S. Not only is the NCC involved with the communistic activities, but they are promoters of sexual materials. For example... In 1961, the NCC published a pamphlet entitled Called to Responsible Freedom, Meaning of Sex in the Christian Life. The pamphlet told the young people, quote, For the Christian, there are no laws, no rules, no regulations. Life is a series of grays and not pure black and whites. You are not bound by detailed rules of behavior, telling you that it is all right to go so far in expressing affection for a member of the opposite sex, and all wrong to go further. No one outside yourself can tell you that. Not really. You have to make up your own mind what your standards of conduct are to be. There, are, there just aren't any rules. You do whatever strikes your fancy. Unquote. 
Dr. William Graham Cole, the author of this pamphlet and a proponent of situation ethics, later became a director of Sex Information and Educational Council of the United States. That is the S-I-E-C-U-S. For more information on S-I-E-C-U-S and their promotion of nudity and pornography, see my book, Mason and Occult Symbols Illustrated. The S-I-E-C-U-S influence within the National Council of Churches does not inhere. Other individuals who are either past or current members of NCC's Commission on Marriage and Family include S-I-E-C-U-S board members Evelyn Duvall, Clark Vincent, as well as a humanist Mary Calderon, S-I-E-C-U-S Executive Director. A further interest is the fact that NCC's president from 1969 to 1973, Cynthia Clark Weedle, is also associate director of the Center for a Voluntary Society of the National Education Association's National Training Laboratories in Washington, D.C., a pioneer in sensitivity training. In addition to Calderon, Belonging to S-I-E-C-U-S and speaking on sex education to the first North American Conference on Church and Family, which was convened by the NCC, she also held membership in Planned Parenthood World Population, the International Fertility Association, the Committee on Human Reproduction of the American Medical Association, the American Society for the Study of Sterility, and the World Health Organization. She was chosen as the Humanist of the Year in 1974. In a TV interview in 1968 with Alexander Cohen, Cauldron remarked, quote, I accept and advocate masturbation as part of the evolutionary sexual development of the individual. A more recent interview by Playboy magazine brought forth this comment on whether or not the topic should be incorporated into the school curriculum. Yes, if it do, if it's done calmly and objectively, with the teacher simply pointing out that masturbation is almost universal, doesn't hurt anyone, and it is useful as a release from tension, unquote. Here are a few more quotations from her. Sexology magazine is no more pornographic than the Bible. The adolescent years are, among other things, for learning how to integrate sex usefully and creatively into daily living. Therefore, we must accept that adolescent sexual experimentation is not just inevitable, but actually necessary for normal development. An extramarital affair that's really solid might have very good results. Cauldron was known for using four-letter words. She also sent her daughter to the Socialist New School for social research for her education. Cynthia Clark Weedle was also just mentioned in connection with SIECUS and the National Council of Churches. She was a former president of the National Education Association, former president of the WCC, as well as an endorser of Thanksgiving Square. When one group wrote a report recommending that pornography laws be lifted, 25 organizations endorsed it. One of these organizations was none other than the National Council of Churches.
The NCC is also in favor of decriminalizing marijuana. As you read the rest of the chapter, try to keep in mind that the WCC's doctrinal statement claims, quote, The World Council of Churches is a fellowship of churches which confess the Lord Jesus Christ as God and Savior according to the Scriptures, and therefore seek to fulfill together their common calling to the glory of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Unquote. Of course, just two paragraphs later, it adds, Quote, Since the World Council of Churches is not itself a church, it passes no judgment upon the sincerity with which member churches accept the bases. It then admits, Some liberal churches do not accept the Trinitarian formula. In other words, WCC members sign the agreement with reverence to the Trinity, yet they deny the Trinity. Obviously, these people are lying by attaching their signature and agreeing to this statement, yet knowing full well they don't believe it. Sadly, it doesn't seem to bother them. William Temple, it was mainly through the leadership of William Temple, the left-wing Archbishop of Canterbury and a member of the Labour Party, that the World Council of Churches and the British Council of Churches came into being. He was the first president of the World Council in, pro in process of formation in 1938. Christian researcher Alan Morrison reveals that Temple, quote, was a lifelong socialist and champion of the social gospel. The idea that the preaching of the gospel can be best fulfilled through social activism and the promotion of societal change. Significantly, William Temple's theological position has been described by one reputable source as Hegelian idolism. He was a rector of St. James Church, Piccadilly, London, from 1914 to 1917. This so-called church was to become and still is to this day the principal center for synchronism occultism libertarian politics in the church of england temple did not believe in a literal hell with torment quote one thing we can say with confidence everlasting torment is to be ruled out if man had not imported the greek and unbiblical notion of the nature and destructibility of the individual soul and then read the New Testament with that already in their minds, they would have drawn from, that, from it a belief not in everlasting torment, but in annihilation. Joseph L. Romanica Joseph L. Romanica was a founding member of the WCC Central Committee. He was an admitted communist and a Communist Party member. In his speech in January 1959, he stated, quote, Communism is no embodiment of evil, no murder of souls, as some people in the West believe. It is our task to demonstrate that this view is mistaken. Communism has grown out of the humanitarian efforts of many philosophers and poets who desire to create a more just and happy human society, unquote. In Helsinki, Finland, on July 23, 1951, Professor Romanka spoke at a communist rally publicly using his important place in the World Council of Churches to give weight to his communistic utterances. 
The rally was sponsored by an organization called the World Peace Partisans, a communist organization, and was an attempt to line up with the Finns behind the current communistic peace propaganda. The Finnish communist paper, Vapasana, the free word, quotes Professor Romaka as follows. In this peace effort, the Christian and non-Christian, communist and non-communist, can stand together because our efforts are the same. Therefore, I urge all Finnish Christians to join our work for the peaceful and generous world." Unquote. At the WCC conference in Prague, Czechoslovakia in 1948, Ramnika said, The answer is for the West to acknowledge its defeat and adjust itself to cooperate with the communist movement. Unquote. One author wrote, quote, One could not see in, in his address anything but revolution and violence. Unquote. In, in February 1956, Dr. Ramnikov was quoted as having said, while on a visit to Australia, that, quote, if you mean by communism a certain method of political action and reconstruction on a socialist basis, I believe it is possible to be both a communist and a Christian, unquote. He explained that Czechoslovakia was not a communistic or Marxist state, according to its constitution, but was presently led by the Communist Party, which felt a strong mission to lead the nation toward a new classless society, and admitted that he had very much to say in favor of this aim. He defended the view that Christians might well discuss their problems with Marxists in a friendly way, unquote. For Horomada, socialism and communism, as practiced in Russia, China, and Eastern Europe, are shining ideals worthy of every necessary sacrifice on the part of Christian people to achieve and something to be striven for devout, devoutly. Ramaka is a chairperson for the inter- Religious Federation for World Peace, IRFWP. This group was funded by, or founded, I should say, by Sun Moon, Sun Young Moon, an occultist who claims he is the Messiah. Communism and the WCC. Communism has gained a strong foothold in the World Council of Churches. Patriarch Alexis of the Russia, oh, that's Patricia, no, that's Patriarch, Patriarch, I'm not sure, Alex of the Russia Orthodox Church has the approval of the communist regime. It is recognized that at least 10 robed ecclesiastics of the Russian church delegation in the council at New Delhi were communists in clerical garb. To top it all off and to show that the WCC not merely tolerates but also approves such activity, Patriarch German of Yugoslavia was elected at Uppsala in 1968 as one of the six presidents of WCC. This man's record of brutality and murder against faithful Christians and of his faithfulness to the whole communist regime is beyond dispute. The United States Internal Security Subcommittee in 1965 published a report which exposed him and his activities. Metropolitan Nicodem, also spelled Nicodem, was one of the six 
WCC presidents who served in 1975. He had been repeatedly identified as an actual KGB agent by many Russian refugees. Nicodime, in his many speeches and statements, carried the same communist propaganda to the platform of the WCC. He said, quote, I should also like to say that Christians in the Soviet Union have not only accepted the socialist revolution that took place in our country, but have and are active builders of a classless socialist society, unquote. Another co-president of the WCC was T.C. Cho, who was the dean of Yingqing University School of Religion in China. This school was funded in part by the Rockefellers. Quote, when the communists were taking over China, Chow and his students welcomed their actions, and he was later given an official position in Red Chinese government. Unquote. He said that a Christian could be a communist in China. Time Magazine, October 16, 1950, revealed some of Chao's communistic endeavors. While Chao was co-president of the WCC, he tried to justify Mao's house arrests of missionaries, compulsory indoctrination, etc. He said Christians should curse and oppose America because Jesus Christ commanded us to oppose sin. Dr. Chow has written a book, The Life of Jesus, in which he denies all the miracles of the New Testament, states that Jesus Christ did not walk on the water, did not raise people from the dead, and did not turn water into wine. Jesus Christ, writes Dr. Chow, was a revolutionist and a socialist. The World Council of Churches leaders knew that Dr. Chow's theology was when they elevated him to high office. And I am going to end part two there. Next time I will pick up in part three about the KGB agents. I love you all so very, very much. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Your nose in the book, which is the word of God. And embed the word of God upon the tablets of your hearts. So you will not sin against God and you will not be deceived. I love you all so very, very much. Be blessed. Take it to the Lord in prayer, as always.